On today's episode, we have Alice Taylor, LCSW. She's a licensed clinical social worker, y'all. She is with us as our community service coordinator, and she also has a background in mental health. Uh, Alice has been with us for a little over a year, and she has a lot to give and a lot to share with us for today. Without further ado, Alice, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Christine. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, the topic of community service, it's a big one. Um, just to give everybody who is a listener an update about Soul Sisters and what we do during this quarter. In the past, we've done different events, uh, different services and partnerships with organizations in the community. We've we've given out hair, um, food to the homeless. We've given haircuts. We've um, given Thanksgiving dinners to families who otherwise might not have had a traditional Thanksgiving dinner, um, which have all been really fantastic things to do in the community. It really reflects how much it feels good and is good to give back, especially to those who might not have the same experiences and opportunities as us. But this year, we really wanted to be specific in making sure that the community service aspect aspect tied into our mission. And our mission is to enrich, empower, and evolve women of all backgrounds. And so we have Alice with us today to talk to us a little bit about what we're going to be doing in quarter four uh, this year that's different from the others and how it focuses on evolving the community of women in the Bay Area. Alice, I want to hear all about you and get to know you absolutely. But first, if you wouldn't mind just kind of telling us a bit about your role as community service coordinator and what we have planned for this fall. Um, so I do want to start out by saying I think you emphasized the right word correctly, which was evolving. Mm. And I feel like that is the biggest focus of this year is, I think, with the past um, experiences that you guys have had, you guys have been rich and empowered for sure. And I think you guys yeah. did do that in every quarter. But I think this year, moving into 2019, we are evolving as an organization and we're going to be evolving the lives of the women that we're touching. Yep. And so... Yeah, and so for the upcoming year, uh, what we're doing this year is a lot of prep work, and mm-hmm. that is involved um, in starting our internship program, which we're all super excited about. Like that's, yeah, that's so a big leap. It's a huge I deal. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Arlette and I, Arlette is our partnerships coordinator, and before Arlette was even on with us, she and I just talked about this internship program. And we wanted to get it off the ground, but we just didn't have enough to go around. We didn't have enough hands and people mm-hmm. and space in our t- in our daily lives. And so the fact that it's coming back around just really shows how important it is to have it in our, on, within our model. Absolutely. And I think what's important about it is that, that it's something tangible. Right. Um, and something that they're going to, you're going to remember it for the rest uh, of your life. You know, we will obviously be involved in Soul Sisters, but the women who are going to be the interns, it's going to be an experience that they'll never forget. And they're going to take a lot of things away. So including networking and obviously including actual skills that they're going to be able to utilize throughout their lives. Totally. Absolutely. And we're so, so thankful and lucky to have you as the coordinator for this. Um, I know that you have been working so hard behind the scenes. and I don't know if everybody really understands how hard our team works. Like I know that y'all have so many things on your plate and yet you find the time to, to just carve out time in your schedule to give back. Um, and so let's jump into that. I want to hear a little bit about what it was about Soul Sisters and this particular role that has driven you to create such a phenomenal uh, event for these women. 
I think it's um, pretty much everything that I do in my life, I guess, has evolved uh, from my childhood. So, um, and in my childhood, I was I was adopted mm-hmm. at a young age, um, mm-hmm. and before that, I was in foster care. So, I pretty it's kind of like my life's work to to give back what I guess what I felt I didn't have, or at least that's how it started. So, um, it started out as far as like, well, I want to be a social worker because A, I had some decent experiences with social workers growing up, but in general, um, I want to, you know, there were some areas that I felt there could be improvements on, you know, where mm-hmm. I was struggling, um, as a child and obviously I didn't really talk about it, <laughs> which was mm-hmm. half the problem, but, yeah. um, mm-hmm. that was the whole purpose of me getting into the social work profession. Um, now I haven't necessarily went right back into working with children. I don't think I'm ready for that yet. Mm. But, you know, and I've stuck to working with adults, uh, but nonetheless, I'm, I, you know, it's just a way to give back and actually genuinely um, help people, you know, meet them yeah. where they're at. Absolutely. Isn't it amazing how when we go through certain things, we have a choice of what we're going to do with them, you know, with, mm-hmm. with those, with those circumstances. I really think it, you know, mm-hmm. we, 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 at the end of the day, as hard as our circumstances can be, we still have a choice with what we do with our experiences, right? You know, so you've definitely chosen the higher path um, is what it's really sounding like. And it's proving to be so. Yeah, no. um, Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think you just hit the nail on the head with it still being a, you still having choices in in the midst of like chaos and crisis and, you know, dysfunction. um, You're still able to say, look at what you want to do, right? Take a look inward and then obviously make a choice on that and and see it through. Hopefully it's a positive and a healthy choice, you know, but nonetheless, Mm -hmm. you do have a choice in all of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, Alice, and your work, I mean, I've known Alice just for some time. Can we tell people how we met because this is, I love this story. Um, I, think actually, I think we actually touched on it a bit when I interviewed Shanice. And for those of you who listened to, I believe it was episode two, Shanice is our mental health coordinator and also aka Alice's bestie. <laughs> so yeah. uh, go ahead and share with us a bit about how you came to know Soul Sisters and how that evolved. Yeah. So we were at work because um, me and Shanice worked together for a little bit. And I, I'm always on Eventbrite. Like always, <laughs> I, Janice always says I should work for them. He's like, man, you're, you're doing a part time job. Um, <laughs> so I came across this event and um, the marketing for Soul Sisters is, is by far fantastic. It, it always catches my eye. Um, yeah. And so that's what you're so great. In. Totally. Go Kelsey. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would drew me in. Um, and then the biggest thing though was childcare. <laughs> was available oh, really? and I was like oh yeah no that sold me I was like we're going um because you don't I don't see that ever mm-hmm. really um, having an event know. yeah no so I'm, I'm glad I'm telling you this but mm-hmm. I rarely ever see events where childcare is included mm-hmm. in the obviously the cost and included in the event so I can actually take my children with me, they can be a part of it, they can actually see what I do, you know, um, and be and be involved in, you know, a very small way, but still be involved. And then they get to meet other kids. And I think just all around it, it's perfect. So that sold me and I was like, oh, we gotta go. And Shanice was down to go. So we, we bought our tickets. And then this we went- This is for Share the Health, right? This is for Share the Health, right. Share the Health is our quarter two event. So we focus on physical health and we have a big, huge, pretty much 
body party. <laughs> we, yeah. we exercise in the park and we celebrate our bodies and our shapes uh, together. There's tons of women who come out and you're right. We, we invite the kids to come too, because there's just so many reasons to not come and kids are a huge part mm-hmm. of that. And we don't want people to put their health on the back burner. It's important right. to prioritize our health no matter what form it is. So that is such good feedback, Alice. I didn't know that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, you're welcome. So we went to the event, um, but before that, Shanice, uh, being the questioner that she is and being really good at researching, she was like, hey, the founder is an LMFT. And I was mm. like, oh, word, that's crazy. So of course- we Licensed marriage and family therapist, y'all, just for those of yes. you who don't know. <laughs> we always use our little abbreviation. I know, I know our acronyms. It's oh. really bad in our society, but I apologize. So <laughs> yeah. she's also a mental health professional. And so we were really excited about that. We were like, wow, look at what, you know, someone who is a mental health professional can do, mm-hmm. right, with their license beyond just being a um, working in a mi- micro focus and working in an, on an individual basis, right? You can do something that's more macro. Yeah. So really excited about that. So we, we were, we were just all around super ecstatic. So we went, um, the event was great. You get a swag bag. I mean, it was just, there was everything, everything about it from start to finish was easy. Um, we could, we understood the mission. Uh, we liked the event idea, right? I mean, outdoors, Oakland, um, like merit, it, just fantastic. So, um, Shanice was the one who came up with the idea to like spark, you know, a conversation, like say, you know, get to talking to you because we mm. obviously spotted you. <laughs> <laughs> I was very pregnant. Pregnant. <laughs> yeah, pregnant. Um, and then it was, you know, we hit it off from there and you were a so pleasure good. to talk to. Yeah. Oh, well, likewise. And, and the rest is history, but really, you know, you two just left such an impact uh, on my heart and just the conversation, like you said, it was so organic. It was really natural. Um, I think we really were excited and super hyped that we were like, Oh my gosh, you're a fellow therapist. Like you're like so excited about that. And I appreciate you saying that of, uh, just a quick plug, how, you know, I'm, my background is in mental health. I have no idea how to run a nonprofit. So I've been doing this for five years, but it's been a learning process every day. I learn something new and honestly it runs because of you all. And I can say that to my face turns blue. It's just, if anybody who's listening has an idea, has a dream and says, listen, I'm just a blank, but I have blank vision. Mm-hmm. You know, you put your work out there and the rest will come together if it's really meant to come together. So exactly. I'm truly, yeah. truly grateful that you and Shanice especially have not only joined us and you know, I kind of chased y'all like, oh, you should get involved with us. And I was like, no, really, you should get involved with us. Yeah, no, really, I mean, you yeah. two just left a huge mark on all of us. And so last year, um, Alice and Shanice, you guys hosted your first uh, mental health workshop with the MOMS group. Um, MOMS stands for Maximizing Opportunities for Mothers to Succeed. And that program is out of uh, Oakland. And they essentially provide aid, resources, even housing for women who are transitioning out of incarceration. And um, they also, I think you can agree to this, Alice, they've, they've really left a print, uh, an imprint on our hearts. And we've continued to partner with them. We've given them Mother's Day brunches and makeovers. And we created this workshop for them to focus on their mental and emotional health. And so um, I know we're kind of jumping around, but this is really important time for us to explain how what you're doing as coordinator is going to be benefiting them specifically. And what are you, some of your hopes for these women as the coordinator of our special event? 
so yes, so some of the things that I'm working on is creating a day for them where they're gonna feel where they're a they're gonna get pampered. So that's mm-hmm. always fun. Yeah, um, it is. It's so fun. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. And um, on top of that, they are also gonna be in prep mode, right? So once they're pampered, they're gonna be in prep mode to get excited about their internship. Mm-hmm. Um, and to actually gain some knowledge before they start, be able to ask questions. So kind of creating that open, you know, door policy between mm-hmm. us and between them to help them feel comfortable um, mm-hmm. in this process. Because it is an organization where the women do come, have tra- have had traumatic experiences in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want to make sure that they feel, you know, catered to, because um, it, it's okay to to have that happen, you know, especially when you're trying to learn new skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're really excited about, we're really excited about that. And so on top of that, though, we are developing our mentorship program. Yes. Um, yes. This. this is huge. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm currently a mentor um, to someone mm-hmm. in a whole separate other, you know, organization. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I feel like the benefits, it, you know, far outweighs any time commitment, you know, any, anything else that may come with it. So the mentorship program, we are going to pair a mentor with the intern and um, they're going to get some guidance throughout the year. They're going to learn how to do a resume, how to make changes to the resume as they plan, you know, depending on the type of job that they're looking for, basically how to navigate the workforce. Um, And in my everyday career being a social worker that that is a lot of sometimes what we do is help them navigate the different systems that we live in um because it can be very it is very taxing i mean it's taxing for me and here i am having the resources you know and i'm like i can't imagine like coming back into the world after what you said, traumatic experiences. I mean, I I don't know the exact specific stories of each of the women that we have joining our our specific our team specifically, but you know, based off what I've heard from the directors at Moms and whatnot, sometimes you know these women are facing some sort of um, substance use. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're facing domestic violence. Sometimes they're facing communities where it's really hard to change up behaviors and patterns. Um, then coming back, you know going into the prison system where they probably experience a whole slew of, of issues and things that maybe you and I can never even imagine. And then coming back to try to raise their children again, get on their feet with jobs. I mean, the list goes on and on. And so we at Soul Sisters just want to echo what you're saying, Alice, are so passionate about creating opportunities for these women to gain skills that maybe otherwise they might not be receiving um, after this huge transition that they're facing. But more so, and I want to hear your feedback about this, Alice, I think it's so huge. One of the reasons I loved, I love Soul Sister so much, and I love the fact that we are on the path that we're on is that we have a sisterhood internally. We are doing our best to practice what we preach. And I want to make sure we're really clear that Soul Sisters does not have a brick and mortar space. We don't have an office space. We all work remotely. I'm in Bermuda for crying out loud. Like it's, I, you know, I'm, I'm distant, but for those of you back home in the Bay and I'm gone temporarily just to plug that in, but for those of you, you know, you meet up quarterly, you're on emails constantly, you have Zoom sessions, you're going out to coffee, you're, you're genuinely connecting with each other. Um, and we want to keep on creating and building that so that 
you know, the day when the day comes where we can have an office space and have these t- this time together, that you can genuinely feel like there's a sisterhood within the workplace. Um, and so that's really what I hope to see happen, um, starting uh, for the with this event that you're planning, Alice, with this celebration we're calling calling Revive the Soul. We want them to feel this revival of their spirit um, of being a woman with within soul sisters and just to feel completely loved and surrounded by women who care about them. Please tell me a little bit, tell us a little bit about your, your excitement. What, what drives you to, to really just anticipate what's ahead? Mm, um, so as far as my excitement, I'm, I'm very excited about all the elements uh, that the interns are going to be able to receive. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I agree with you, it is a sisterhood. I once you're in, you're in because it's so easy. Mm-hmm. All the women are understanding. Everything is genuine. Everybody works. You know, there's no excuses. Mm-hmm. Even though we could have excuses. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just feel like everybody comes together for the mission, right? Mm-hmm. Not for themselves individually, and mm-hmm. that I think is different than. A, you know, most places. So I think I just want to highlight that again, everybody who is involved in Soul Sisters comes for the mission, right? And that that goes beyond just themselves. So I think that's what makes it work. And I think that's what the interns will feel. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where they're going to be able to really um, evolve in that way, um, because they're going to really feel like members of the team, right? They're not singled out. They're not going to be treated second than. They're not going to be treated like interns, right? Mm. They're going to be treated like a soul sister. And that we're just, you know, we're helping them in different areas. Um, So that's what I'm excited about uh, for them to really feel, like you said, the connection. um, And obviously, like, they're they're reviving their soul. Yeah. And then the second part of your question, what was the second part of your question again? What drives me? Yes. Yeah. Um, I would say that's a loaded question, but I mean, again, overall, it's just giving to people who, you know, just don't, they don't have the access and they don't have the resources. To me, it's a no brainer. Mm -hmm. I, I I I can recall, you know, times in my life when I didn't feel confident enough or, Mm -hmm. um, that's usually what it was. I, you know, low self-esteem. So mm-hmm. I know what it's like to feel like your voice is not there. Like it's non-existent, non-existent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that sucks by the way. So Absolutely. I think, yes, yeah. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. So I think if it's, it's nice to anticipate, like sometimes people, you know, as a society, we have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really important to anticipate what someone else might need and then show up um so I don't know I, I think it's just natural mm. and so what drives me to do, do a good job obviously uh all the basics my family my children things like that but it's just it's an internal you know kind of thing absolutely I love that you framed it that way because it's so true I think uh, my, my children like an example mm-hmm. you know at least I try to tell my friends I get excited when I'm like oh I can't wait for them to have kids you know what I mean because I want to uh wash their kids for them uh, right I want them to go out and be able to do other things because I know how that feels when you don't you know what I mean when you don't feel like you have support okay yeah so 
yeah. you know, anticipating and, and showing up and being supportive, I think is just important. It's so important. And you're modeling to your children. You have two daughters, which is so cool. Um, you know, what, what being selfless is. And, you know, as women, I'm just thinking you're talking like, as women, we're kind of encouraged to do that, to, to take on um, a spirit of being a quote unquote nurturer. I know that's not natural for every single woman, so we can't generalize that. But at the same time, you know, there's something in all of us, I think that just has a drive to, to give. And so what we're doing with this program and with Soul Sisters as a whole is, you know, we got these events. It's like, I always think of it like, oh my gosh, we have all these events that are super um, exciting. And some of them are a little more serious, like the mental health conference. Some of them are super fun where we're out there dancing in the park, you know, um, the women's festival in March. That's just all about celebrating womanhood, um, being a girl. And then we kind of end this year where it's a lot more of an intimate time to really connect with people and hear their stories and serve them, you know, um, give, literally extend our hand out to people and say, what do you need? And I picture this, you know, Soul Sisters, I'm not sure if you know this, Alice, but our logo is actually very, very representative of the vision that I've had and that we've all on our, on our core team have had. Um, the, the O is, has little dots around it. Mm-hmm two sets of dots and the in, inside dot represents under-resourced women and people. Mm-hmm. And the outer circle is us as the, as the staff and awesome. essentially representing that we got your back and you are enclosed, you know, in our circle and we're going to surround you with love and support. And then the goal is, which I think we're working on really hard now, especially with your help is to bring those women to the outer circle and be a part of the, you know, the evolving network. And then the next batch of women, you know, we have them surrounded by us again. I just think that's the part of evolving that, that matters. You know, how are, we, how are we evolving as women as a community? Because it's much bigger than us. I mean, if you turn on the news, there's women's issues and movements going on left and right. And they have been, right. but right now I think we're at a really heightened peak, right? How are you feeling about that? How are you feeling about just all the, the volume of, of um women's issues that are happening right now in our, our current climate? Um, I thought you were going to phrase that as far as like, how do I feel about the women's empowerment stuff? And I was going to be like, I feel great. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good because it is empowering. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, it's but there's some hard stuff too, right? And I think that's important to be mindful of as a women's organization. Um, and then given your background as a social worker, I know we can imagine that it's taking a toll on all of us in its own way too. But, but you personally, how are you, how are you navigating this? Ooh, okay. So take your time, take your time. <laughs> um, I take it in moments, right? I can't take it all at once. It's very hard to do that. Yeah. Um, I hear you on that. Yeah, very busy. Have multiple things going on. So I can't, I have to just kind of group it, you know, and take it in a day. And then if I see something the next day, I might have to just dump it for a hot second, mm-hmm. right? And come back to it later. Good for I, you. That's yeah. a great, that's a great tip right there because <laughs> it's so much. Everything can keep up, you know? Exactly. It's like, it's just, oh my, it's hard to grapple with. So I have to just break it up. Um, so that's kind of how I deal with it on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Uh, but when I do decide to tackle it, um, I am, I'm trying to understand, I guess, you know, the psychology, right, of like people mm-hmm. <laughs> and society and humans. Um, and 
yeah, sometimes I'm at a loss, to be honest. Sometimes mm-hmm. I can explain it and try to make sense of it. And then sometimes I'm like, yeah, there's no making sense of that. And that's mm-hmm. frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> and that hurts. Um, so acknowledging, you know, how I'm feeling in that moment and why. Mm-hmm. Really trying to get to the root of why. Right. Um, and sometimes I have to, you know, kind of ask myself why in several different ways to actually get to the root um, of how I'm feeling. Because sometimes you can stay at the surface, right? You just kind of totally. stay at the surface of how you're feeling. Um, but you that's a safe place sometimes for any of us. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, whenever you're ready, right, sure. you need to kind of dig a little deeper to actually yeah. figure out, all right, well, no, this is actually why I'm feeling this way. And you might trace it back to like, you know, some experience you had, right? right. I mean, a long time ago, who knows? Right. But so it kind of just depends on where I'm at day to day. Um, some days I'm okay. And some days I'm like WTF. And some days, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, that, some days I'm uh, hopeless, Right. I mean, honestly, I go through the emotions like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's been a couple of things in the media where I'm just like, wow, that can't say that I'm shocked. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of keep it moving. So it it depends on on the day, on the week Mm -hmm. when I decide to tackle things. Absolutely. And, you know, it's crazy because, I mean, everything that you said, I completely echo and I can empathize with that because I feel the same so many times. And I think of my my role as quote unquote leader of Soul Sisters, where I feel like I represent and we represent as a team so much more than a happy place for women. I think we have to be very cognizant of what's happening with these issues. And don't get me wrong, when I started Soul Sisters, it was an idea in my head. Like I said, I was a mental health worker and I just wanted to do something good for women. And that was my sole intention. And then it's evolved into events and services that promote health for women. And with that, I felt it was irresponsible of me to not be aware of the many issues that surround women, not right. just in health, but politically, socially, we are oh, part yeah. of a movement now, you know? And so when I think about quarter four and these events that were, this event particularly that we're providing in this internship program for women who are living these real life struggles, and we all have our struggles, we know that, but these are some specific struggles that many of us will never have mm-hmm. the, the understanding of because we will not have to live those things. Um, But it just all the more reminds me of how important this work is because it's bigger than us. Um, I want to ask you. It's greater than, you know, each of us individually. Absolutely. Absolutely. In some ways that's kind of comforting, right? That, you Mm -hmm. know, we're not alone in this because like you said, it could be so overwhelming to be a woman in today's climate, much less the individual experiences that we have. Mm -hmm. Can we circle back? I really am curious to hear a bit more about um, your journey in foster care. And I know there could be very many of us, including myself, who just do not have a ton of knowledge of the foster care system. And I know that can be a heavy subject. So wherever you want to go to mainly inform us, educate us on what you know about the foster care system and your personal experience with anything you want to share. Okay, um, so let's see. I would say, so I was in foster care for about two years okay. um, before I was adopted. Mm-hmm. And uh, during foster care, you're usually able to see your family uh, throughout that time. So even though you are apart from them, you are able to, you know, have visits with them. 
mm-hmm. really, usually supervised, but again, it really depends on that situation. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's a lot of transitions. It's a lot of confusion. Mm. It's a lot of sadness. Absolutely. Um, it's a lot of heavy stuff. There you go. That kids obviously are not trying to uh, de- deal with or think about. And they, they just don't necessarily know <laughs> what to do with that, yeah. uh, with what is going on. Um, so, again, I don't know what it's like today. I am a little older, so this mm-hmm. was, oh, you know, a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. But that is what I would tell someone, you know, mm-hmm. about the, the foster care system. Um, mm-hmm. You're in contact with a lot of people, you know, that you may or may not know. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots, lots of people involved that you don't know them from Adam, right? Because it's the system. It's a whole system trying to figure out what are we going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, just some advice for people mm-hmm. is to you got to listen oh hmm. yeah listening has never been so important um mm-hmm. even listening when people are not talking yeah you know what i'm saying you have to like feel it mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, you know show up if you can sometimes you can't and that's unfortunate the system is a big system so yes. you know sometimes you can't always make an impact in the way that you want to but, you know, you still may be able to, to help out that, that person, that child, mm-hmm. uh, just by listening, right? Showing you care. So it's the little, th- everything matters. There you go. Everything matters, mm-hmm. uh, big and little. Um, so just to be mindful of how you may impact that person mm-hmm. if you come into contact with someone, uh, whether or not they're a child or they're an adult, you know, be mindful of just what you say. And, uh, but yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, there's no other way to put that. Yeah, absolutely. What would you recommend, and just staying with the topic of service, now we're talking about community service and working with Soul Sisters, but, you know, service goes beyond just Soul Sisters. There's so many ways people can serve, and some of them are, you know, a day, a couple hours. Some of them are maybe more permanently or semi-permanently. Um, what would you say to someone who is interested in learning more about becoming a foster parent? Uh, do not do it if you are not ready. Mm. Uh, I th- just because you're going to have an impact on that child's life. Again, you may think that it's very small because you're like, oh well, their parents are over here, and there's a social worker over here, and a judge is going to make a determination over here. You know, like there's so many players involved within the system that you just maybe think your part is very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's never small when you're talking about, you know, a child and someone who's kind of looking around and trying to figure out like what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that if you can be a foster parent, great. I think we need foster parents. I think we need mm-hmm. uh, people who will adopt as well. Uh, I think there's just way too many kids in the system. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't make sense some days, uh, but then it does, right? Once you peel back the layers, it, it's complicated. Yes. But I would say just do it when you're ready, when you and your family have decided like, hey, mentally we're in a good space. We know how to navigate these things. We know how to, you know, process different situations. Um, and you, once you feel like you have a really good hold on that um, and how to create boundaries and how, you know, kind of all those things that you would need to do with working with children, um, mm-hmm. 
make sure you're ready. Make sure you've gained a lot of knowledge as much as you can. Um, as much as you can, you'll never be ready for, for everything, yeah. but just make sure you are, have a solid foundation for the right. child and then, you know, go for it and, and do your best from there as far as how to deal with that child. But I would say, don't give up. You know, once you've made that decision, you can't just give up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a huge impact on the kids. I mean, more right. than you can ever understand. I um, worked in a school system as a psychotherapist for many, many years. And I can recall uh, two girls who were foster care students, mm-hmm. students who were in foster care. That's One, hard. They're older. Yeah, they're older. They're in high school. Thank you for, yeah, they're, they're in high school. I, I was at a... Um, Yes, I think I said that at high school. And just wanting to share this part that, you know, speaking about potentially becoming a foster parent or just working with youth or kids, whatever age, but specifically with teenagers because they're older Mm -hmm. and really kind of start to really understand this issue of abandonment. Why doesn't someone want me? I think Mm -hmm. you can attest to this. Kids can understand that too, but just a little bit more able to put the pieces together. And one girl in particular, she turned really inward. So she was really quiet. Uh, She wouldn't act out, but she would act out in other ways, like not showing up to school or really having poor grades, even though we knew she was super bright. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so trying to push her to engage more socially and to really work hard and and apply the skills that we knew she had was super hard. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, there was another girl I worked with who was a little bit more she was super bright and killing it in the classroom but had a really really difficult time navigating relationships discipline mm-hmm. you know she had trouble a lot at school with the, within the community and so it's just again those are just two examples almost very black and white of how people how especially young people are impacted by something as mm-hmm. as challenging as foster care and so to hear you Alice you know have this experience that I'm sure there's so many more layers to to transition into adopted family and to become who you are today is just such a testimony of of how you know there are no limits to what we can be and why serving others is so important because people served you you know allowed you to become who you are and just the cycle of again you get to choose who you want to become despite your circumstances and chosen to be an incredible human being. And so I'm, I'm I did did want to add something. Yeah. Just hearing about the girls. Um, I think that when you're, at least this is what my dad used to to tell me, which I totally believe now and I can see, but he would always say, you act like it's you against the world, right? Mm -hmm. Like you just have that mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, was, he meant it as, he was obviously teaching me in that moment, you know what I mean, that you have other people, right? So trying to mm-hmm. give me the whole worldview perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how it feels, right? I can only imagine if I was a teenager, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would be like, screw all you people. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, it's so surprising how, I mean, it's so, it astonishes me how resilient mm-hmm. kids are, you know, right. just. And then sometimes that's because they have to go into survival mode, you know, we get that. But right. the, the amount of power and strength they have is, is incredible to me. Yes. Um, 
And so I wanted to ask you, you know, we're talking about a lot of different things that relate to service because that is our focus right now. And you are the key person who's handling the service component of Soul Sisters um, from, again, just daily stuff that we can do to maybe more ongoing stuff we can do. Do you have any examples of uh, for folks who are listening of how they can get involved in the community, whether through Soul Sisters or not, to just consider some ways to, to give back? Yeah, I think you should start with what uh, matters to you, what's important, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that may be. Um, it may just be, you know, a sisterhood or maybe a specific issue, you know, that kind of has you beaten to your own drum, you know, and kind of mm-hmm. has you focused. So pick up on something that matters to you and then search for it. I pro- If you actually put in the effort to look, you will find it. Yes, you will. There's a lot of need. Right. <laughs> yep. yes, uh, I, I think that goes for anywhere, but I can obviously attest to the Bay Area. There is so much. Mm. There are things that everyone is doing um, or they're connected with or they've mm. started and launched or they, you know, they know somebody that's connected mm. with that organization. Yeah. You name it. Um, and then you just have to be realistic about how much time you can honestly put forth right? Mm -hmm. Or how much time um, you can really provide for yourself within that um, purview or not. So I would search for it. So once you've identified something that you are passionate about or something that interests you and you want to get some more information on, go for it, right? Don't don't hold yourself back. But that's usually what happens. People hold Mm -hmm. themselves back. They're in their head. They're like, eh, but I don't want to go. You know, start making excuses. Oh, it's kind of far. Oh, it's late. which is that's fair but Mm -hmm. once you've you know really come to that decision of like you know I do actually really want to get involved though right once Mm -hmm. you go through like all the the whys I call it like the five whys Mm -hmm. once you put the five whys of like why you actually want to do something um then just do it pick a day that works in your schedule and just go for it and see and sit back watch and listen see how you feel about it right and if you're eager to stay involved, then it'll all, it'll evolve from there. And sure. if it's the right fit, then it'll fit. And if it's not, then you, you know, you try again and you look for, look down a different avenue, but just search and you will actually find something that, that, um, you know, that you're interested in. There's yeah. so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. That's really, really helpful. It's as simple as Eventbrite. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> yep, it was. <laughs> exactly. And just to be really clear, I want make, to make sure that our listeners know that Soul Sisters is a functioning nonprofit with volunteer staff. So like Alice, mm-hmm. Alice and 22 other women, we all volunteer our time to do the operations behind Soul Sisters to make it what it is. So that core team is taken care of. Um, imagine it as if we were to actually be you know, like I said, working, um, our core staff, if you will, um, is set. So I want to make sure people understand that if they want to join Soul Sisters um, on a more in a more permanent way, there are ways to do that that would be considered volunteers. So we have opportunities for you to volunteer at the four events that we have going on around the year, the um, around the calendar year. Um, there are ways, certain smaller scale service events that we um, partner with outside organizations with that you can volunteer for. Um, and of course, if there's anything extra, like we need a couple of hands, you know, to make some graphics or to help with, you know, just a kind of little 
projects here and there that you might have additional time that our core team needs some extra hands with, those are the ways to get involved with Soul Sisters. And I just wanted to make sure that that was really clear because people always say, well, how do I get involved? And what, what do you want me to do? And I want to say, I'm so thankful that our, we're kind of, we made it. We, we have all the essential parts of Soul Sisters filled. Yeah. However, we always need volunteers to keep our events and our mission afloat. Um, with, that's, what, that's another thing I would say is be patient. You know, maybe you had this idea of like, I'm going to, I'm going to go volunteer with, I don't know, you know, a law school or something or a bar association. I have no idea. A law, mm-hmm. law office because I'm really interested in law. Um, so just have realistic expectations about the process, right? And where you might be needed and just fit in and then wait for your time. It's okay to be patient. Not everything is going to come really fast. So just, just wait and watch and listen right and see how everything kind of flows and then when it's when it's your time it's your time it's so true it's so true you know what i really appreciate because i get email inquiries all the time and people say i want to volunteer with you i want to give more through your organization and so when i share that our core team is set i do want to make sure that we that i make it clear especially with thank you for saying that because people come all the time and say well i want to help with X. And I'm like, oh, I never even thought about that. Like, that's amazing. Yes, sure. We could use your help on the side with, with that. You know, that's really in, innovative and cool and different. It really fits in our model well. And other times I say, you know what, that's not really aligned with our mission, but this is how you can help serve at an event or something. We always want to make sure people know that they're welcome and encouraged to volunteer with us because we need it. Nonprofits, whether it's us or any other organization, we thrive off your volunteership. It is huge. Mm-hmm. And just a couple tips, um, please, if you have any additional ones to add, I'm just thinking like, oh my gosh, it's really helpful to be talking about this because people want to give back, especially on the holidays. That's primarily another reason we have quarter four uh, community service during the quarter four, I mean, because people are always looking for something to do to serve during the holidays. Um, and as we know, holidays sometimes are a really joyful time for people. And for others, it's not so much. It can bring up a lot of pain and loss and a variety of, of grief, uh, feelings of grief and things like that. But I want to encourage folks, if you, if you volunteer with an organization or you want to and you sign up, please go. Because, you know, it's really hard to be a functioning organization and have people sign up and they don't show up the day of. Take your service seriously because we as nonprofits or organizations around, I know it, we count on you. We count on your service. And it's so important to have fresh and encouraging and loving faces there. And when you don't come, it, it really does fall short. So your impact really matters. Um, I also want to say that, um, you know, when people come to volunteer, come with your best foot forward. I love having volunteers because people are so excited to volunteer with us. And I'm just like, wow, you really want to spend your day with us? Like, okay. You know, it's always like refreshing to me to see people like just, you know, like, do should I pay you? Should I, you know, I, I want to pay you. I want to show you my gratitude. People are like, this is my gratitude. I'm thankful that I get the chance. Do you have any other suggestions for people who want to volunteer with organizations? What are some volunteer etiquette that you want to share? Ooh, that's a good question. Volunteer etiquette. Yeah, right. You have to show I've never up. Thought of that before. Yeah, show yeah, up. Like that. Yeah, you got to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you really can't, you know, I try. You have to give as much notice. Yeah. But you know, show up and just be open. Be open minded. Literally, yeah. be open to be like, listen. If I'm volunteering, you know, my goal is to be of service to you know the organizers and what it is they need me to do. So just make yourself available. 
Mm-hmm. Kind of throw your hands up and be like, where do you need me? You know, how can I help? What What are you missing? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you need me to do beforehand? Or, you know, so just literally come in with a, with a open slate, you know, an open mind mm-hmm. and just be ready to help and be ready to go for it. Um, That's so true. Yeah. On, the, on another, let me see, in another way, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have. You just have to show up and be open-minded. And you know what I've learned too is to do a little bit of research in advance of who you're serving with. Oh, of course. Knowing yeah. your population is really key. You know, sometimes oh, yes. you don't know how someone's going to act if you go volunteer with people who have substance abuse or homelessness or, you know, people act a little differently than maybe mm-hmm. where I would act on a daily basis. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to come in triggered with your head yeah triggered or with your head held high as if you know looking down and saying i'm volunteering my time for you like it's really needs to be a humbling experience for volunteers and to really understand your population and even if you don't that's okay just go in knowing that things might be a little bit out of your comfort zone but you're there to give it's not about you and so while giving feels so good to us no matter what sometimes it can be a little uncomfortable and to know you know, know your, know who you're serving. And it, like, that means a lot. It means a lot. We have to do our part to educate ourselves. And if you don't know, ask someone who's a leader there and mm-hmm. they'll be happy to answer any questions for you. Yeah. yeah it was just, as you said that, I was just thinking, if you're not down with the mission, then don't go. Right. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I might have to find a new opportunity. <laughs> right. That's, so That's so true because the last thing you want is to leave a negative impact as a volunteer instead of going in with, with helping. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go, ahead. Go ahead. Oh, that's okay. Oh, um, so I was just going to say, I mean, I know we're getting to wrapping up, but yeah. I feel like one of the main themes that we've had in this episode is this impact right? And how important that is, even on such a small scale, right? So going from talking to our impact on the women that we work with and our interns that we're going to have to the foster care system, right? I mean, you've kind of, and just to volunteering, right? So, I mean, at, at every, at any level, um, mm-hmm. someone's impact, whether or not it's small, is really important and people shouldn't take that for granted. Absolutely. We just finished up an online fundraising campaign and one person um, donated and the little note that that person left said, a nonprofit saved my life. So I want to give that to you. And I was like, wow, that is such a profound, powerful thing to say. People are investing their time and their money in things that truly make a difference. Nonprofits, the work of charities make huge differences in people's lives. And so I just want to remind people who are listening you know, your, your time, your dollars, they really matter. And I know it can seem like, oh my gosh, all these organizations need my money, they need my volunteering. But, you know, choose one, choose a couple that you really feel aligned with, like you said, your passion, a mission that you really believe in. And if you can, you know, do it a couple times a year. Once is great, but if you feel a pull in your heart, see what else they have or see if another one needs you at a different time of the year. That's a really important thing to keep your spirit in the mode of giving and that happens more than just once every now and then i think that's a huge call to action a challenge for our listeners yes so alice uh to wrap up i know that today was a really just gosh i'm blown away by the conversation that we had about you as well as 
giving back, serving the community. Uh, again, I want to thank you so much for that. No, thank you. I, I appreciate If it wasn't for you, right, I wouldn't even be connected with Soul Sisters. Oh. So you've done a great job. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And again, sometimes these topics, I always say it, but they can get a little heavy and that's a good thing. We need to challenge ourselves to talk about some of these things that are important. But I want to end us with um, some fun things about Alice. So I'm going to ask you a couple random questions and first thing that comes to mind, if that's okay. 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 Uh, what is your, what was your 2018 summer jam? <laughs> Hold on. Uh... <laughs> Oh my God, my memory is so bad. Oh, what was my Ooh, Oh my gosh. I literally cannot think, but I'll give you, I'll give you my current one. Um, okay, sure. It is uh, Gucci Mane. It's called Wake Up in the Sky. It's I a great song. You I have to download it. Music. Yes. No, it's Gucci Mane with Bruno Mars and Kodak Black. It's a really? great song. <laughs> I it. Oh my gosh, I love it, Alice. It, Bruno Mars sounds great. His vocals amazing. You feel super fly. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, something to uh-huh. Google tonight. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, if you could tell your 15-year-old self one thing, what would it be? Well, I, I think I used to tell myself this, so, because it's a, it's a song that I really like, and it's basically everything's going to be all right. Mm, that's a good one. Yep. That's awesome. And last question, if you could choose one place to fly to tomorrow, where would you go? Ooh, Brazil. I've Ooh. always wanted to go to Brazil. No, me too. I have not gone. Carnival, carnival, colors, <laughs> the beach. You, you know, thought water. about this. <laughs> I have. A little bit. <laughs> I have. Rio, it doesn't matter. But obviously, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Brazil, for sure. All right. All right. That's um, amazing. Sorry. Right. No, I'm about it. <laughs> Go ahead. Stay there. That's fine. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you, Alice. Thank you to all of our listeners. And we really thrive off of, like we've been talking about, volunteers, community for you as listeners in the community to attend our events. We love to challenge people and say, listen, come to an event, enjoy yourself come to more than one. We have, again, three technically to the public, one specific to the incoming interns. Um, come to an event. If you find yourself enjoying your time or feeling like you walked away more empowered, more enriched, <laughs> and you want to provide the piece of involvement, um, you need to volunteer with us. You know, So we challenge people, come, bring a friend, and come volunteer. That's the way that we really keep going. So I want to extend my huge gratitude to you, Alice, and a huge um, just gratitude to the community for doing what you do. Um, We have such an amazing opportunity to be the change we want to see in this world. And um, in this climate where women are really being affected in more ways than one where it can be so overwhelming, um, it's really important to just put our energy into something good So please choose Soul Sisters, choose organizations that matter to you. And we look forward to what's ahead for quarter four, Revive the Soul event, Alice. Please check out our social media. You can find us on Instagram at Soul Sisters Org. On Facebook, we are at facebook.com slash Soul Sisters Inc. You can find us on our website at soulsisters.org. And you can also uh, donate on our, on our website as well as find out more about the upcoming events. 
There's also an opportunity for you to sign up for our newsletter and you get a monthly newsletter with all of our updates, ways to get involved and whatnot. It's a super important way for you to stay on top of what's going on with Soul Sisters. Thank you to all of our listeners. Have a wonderful day.